0: What's up, praise dogs? (laughs) Welcome to the announcements. Do you have a talent? Do you like watching people with talent for free? Come on down to the Paseo Plunge at Public Access. Come on down to Public Access at the Paseo Plunge to showcase your talent and or be in the presence of other talent with your host... Me,
1: Alex Sanchez.
0: Alex, uh, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about the great, great things that have gone on at Public Access in recent weeks?
1: Uh, poof! In recent weeks, we've gotten to follow the saga of Wampus breaking his glasses, having to wear sunglasses inside, and then finally getting new glasses. <laughs> uh, we've had teenagers try poetry for the first time to great success.
0: Like a shooting star.
1: Yeah, like a beautiful shooting star. Wonderful thing to behold. Uh-huh. We've had the same person get dunked on twice for not knowing something very common. Uh, I'm not going to call them out. Uh, we've had... My dad was there last week. Uh, did, what did he do? Not shit. <laughs> 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 hung out and was friends. Uh, what else? Oh, I-
0: Any performances that have particularly kicked your ass.
1: I mean Matt Rainey's got a new shark joke that is ruining my life. Matt Rainey's shark joke about his friend being a furry whose persona is a shark is very good.
0: That's good. Whomp- Vinny Diagram? Vinny
1: Diagram was incredible. Uh Cameron Brewer came up with a new character called Vinny Diagram. Uh Wampus has a has a great did a great joke about Jim Morrison. Wampus made Jim Morrison material relatable to teenagers, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen.
0: I've seen it, and it's good. Yeah. Uh, Alex, when is public access each week?
1: Public access is every Sunday night. Sign-up starts at 7. The show starts at 7.30, and it's at the Paseo Plunge in the Paseo District, right across from the other room.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Dustin, your your episode won't be airing for a little bit, but since you are um, the... The papa of Good Trash, I figured you would come and pitch the Patreon to yeah. all of our listeners.
2: So, if you want to go over to patreon.com forward slash GTM, if you want to give financially to this great program or the Good Trash Honor cast or the written content uh, that both uh, staffs are providing there at Good Trash Media, you can do that. Uh, the most recent Patreon content uh, we have dropped, uh, we've done our regular. Uh, monthly Fired's Up, in which we talk about things that we're excited about in pop culture, which is always a lot of fun. Um, we did uh, recently do a show on uh, the new release, First Reform, starring Ethan Hawke. It's, uh, a it's a really good movie, and we had a really long and uh, really interesting conversation. We're working on a project right now for some Patreon content that is difficult to do because there's a lot of hours involved. Are you guys familiar with the TV show Mosaic that was on HBO? No. So, mm-hmm. Steven Soderbergh, uh, Ocean's Eleven, uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, you know, he does this crazy thing where he does these crazy, very, very independent, very, very personal sort of uh, films, and he does these sort of bigger blockbusters and goes back and forth between the two. And uh, he did a television show called Mosaic in which uh, there is a, a, a version of the, of the show that you can watch uh, via HBO Go uh, at this point uh, that you can see sort of the chrono- one way of telling the story. I almost said chronologically, but it's not told chronologically. And then there is yet another way that you can go through the story. Uh, there's an app for your iPhone or a web browser that you can use, and it is built like a choose-your-own-adventure tree. The content is slightly different. And uh, so you can go through it, and you can piece together how you want to get through the story. There's a way to get to the bottom where you can of of the story tree in which you bypass certain branches, and then there's a way to get to the bottom in which you see all the content possible. And so the viewing experiences of those three ways of viewing are very different. So one of us is going to watch the HBO series. One of us is going to go the fastest possible route through the app slash web And one of us is going to do the totality thing uh, through the web page as well and have a conversation about Steven Soderbergh's mosaic, uh, which sounds like a lot of fun. Um,
0: what other what other bonus content can we find?
2: Uh, let's see here. Other bonus, uh, so, Well, sometimes we'll do a live watch, uh, we'll just watch a movie together and then do an immediate record thereafter, mm. and uh, that's always a lot of fun. Uh, we gave a version of it to the public when we all went and saw Hereditary together, uh, mm. which, was, which is sort of that experience. Uh, we, early on in the year, we saw Will Smith's Bright, which was... The most
0: interesting bad film.
2: It was one of those things. And uh, <laughs> I will let you guess which one of those it happens to be But yeah, we had a lot of fun talking about it And uh, I mean, that's obviously our our sort of theme statement anyway, right? Uh, even bad movies are worth talking about And there's a good conversation to be had mm-hmm.
1: We also did Jesus Christ Superstar We
2: did do that, but that was in bonus content, right? That was on the regular oh, channel right,
0: that, that was right, an Easter right. spash. Yeah. Right.
2: And so, yeah, that was a lot of fun And I, I'm just glad to be hanging out with you guys again Because I haven't done that since yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar We haven't it's hung out Easter. since Easter Oh, that's messed that up. That makes me sad. That's, that
0: is messed up. You can also find our uh we, we do a couple of bonus releases periodically. Uh the Silly Marillion and Secular Sunday, where we mm. uh cover a secular band as two Christian boys.
1: Right. It's an alternate universe kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so last little bit of last little bit of business here. Um If you like the show and you haven't given us a rating, uh, a high rating, if you don't mind, and a review, please hop over to iTunes.com, find The Praise Down with Heath and Alex there on iTunes, and and rate us five stars, if you don't mind, and uh, give us some reviews. That would be great. Um, Also, we already covered Patreon, but I just want to say it again. If you you think this show deserves... uh, deserves money if you believe we deserve to be compensated for the arduous work we do on this show hop on over to patreon.com slash gtm and give us as little or as much money as you can cons- as you deem appropriate and finally uh, i i think it's i think it's showtime yes it is places gentlemen also enjoy this episode it's good have a good time
3: To the Christian.
0: praise down welcome to the praise down i'm heath Hoffman. i'm alex sanchez and we are two christian boys who just love christian culture but we are uh now he slipped
1: up just a second there yeah, uh, you on. said that we
0: were two christian boys strangely freudian alex
1: yeah we're uh, listen folks we started this as a secular podcast uh
0: but we we keep getting tempted by the devil of christianity <laughs> yeah, we keep to be christians keep
1: getting tempted by christ but we're not there yet. This as it, is still as, a secular podcast.
0: As it currently stands. Yeah. We are not Christian boys, but we are endlessly fascinated with Christian culture, and we just love talking to people around us about Christian culture, and reviewing music objectively but firmly. Right. Isn't
1: that right, Alex? Tough but fair. That's our game here.
0: <laughs> Tough but firm. Hard but firm. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> so with us today...
0: <laughs> we have a musician, we have a humanities studier, and a gender enthusiast it's Mars. Hi, Mars. How are you?
4: Hello, I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing wonderful. Are you excited to uh, be here on this podcast? It's a, outside. Nah.
1: Mars, what is, is your relationship?
4: Is am ever truly excited to be on a podcast?
1: I'm excited every week to be on this podcast.
0: Yeah. The short answer is no. The long answer is if it's your podcast, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Mars, what is your relationship to this podcast? Um... How do we know you?
4: Thank you for clarifying. Um, hi Alex. I went to your open mic for mm-hmm. like four years. Yeah, and then Heath, you once came to the open mic and I saw you perform, and that's how I met you.
0: I, I used to go a lot more, but uh, an an excuse goes here. I'm just bad. Sure.
1: Yeah. 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 I used to go a lot more, but then they canceled it. Yeah, same. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. Uh, Any venues out there, if you're listening, please host our open mic.
0: Yeah, where were you when the war on open mics began?
1: (sighs) I was at home. No, I was at work.
0: Mm -hmm. I was at a sad boy's show.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
4: I was taking a nap.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Everybody remembers where they were. That's what I'm saying. (sighs) That's wild. Well, you know, that kind of stuff
1: gets cemented in.
4: I like woke up just had like terrible news.
1: Ugh. I read the news yeah, you, today. You, you, you got a Twitter alert.
4: No, <laughs> oh, it was on it was on Facebook Messenger actually, but
0: Oh man.
1: Josh at the venue uh. had just won the war. Do
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have any more on that?
1: And though the comedy was never bad. He just refused to laugh. <laughs> One time
4: Josh came up to me. I showed up to the mic late and he came up to me and he goes, "Hey, listen, you didn't miss much. Some people came up on stage. They started talking. I think they were trying to be funny. I don't know. Ask Alex about that."
1: <sighs> I know he's not listening to this. That guy hates comedy. <laughs> he
4: really does. I didn't I didn't understand how much he hated comedy. And then, like, he told me once, and every interaction I had with him after that was him dissing comedy. Yeah.
0: God. You think, like, George Carlin killed his parents in front of him or something? Man,
1: I don't know. There's got to be some, like, deep-seated, like...
0: Uh, Yeah. Like,
1: like he watched a Jerry Lewis while his, like, dog was dying or something.
0: Maybe he was in a bank and, like, a point break thing happened, but they were all wearing, like, Don Knotts masks. (laughs) (laughs) Carrying joy buzzers. One Don Knotts. One Bill Hicks. One Richard Pryor. Wait a minute. What
1: if Josh from the venue was the only real-life victim of the Joker? (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't even funny. He wasn't even funny. I don't know if what he was doing was comedy,
0: but a lot of people died. (laughs) Hey, what if he's just Batman?
1: Ah, what if Batman loves EDM?
0: <laughs> There's no way he doesn't. Shit, it's a, EDM is truly a genre for people that don't like any other kind of music.
1: Wow, Batman and Batman like only likes either like string quartets or hard EDM.
0: Now listen, liberals, that doesn't make EDM bad. No. I'm just saying it's a genre for people that don't like any other kind of music. Like metal. Oh, wow. It's like metal for normies. Yep.
1: Whoa. It's metal for jocks. <laughs> EDM is metal for jocks.
0: Uh, we've already covered so much ground. We've already covered so much ground. Mars, we've got to talk the walk. Let's cover some
1: holy ground.
0: <laughs> it's time to talk let's,
1: the walk. <laughs> let's leave
0: some footprints in the damn sand and talk the walk. Talk the walk. Mars, take us from the top. What's your relationship with uh, with faith in general?
4: Um, so I was raised Catholic, or as my grandma calls it, a cradle Catholic. Born born there, baptized, all that you fun got the, stuff. You
0: got the baby baptism? Yes. Mm. Do you remember that? How did um, it go?
4: I remember that it was April 19th.
0: Blaze it. Cool. <laughs> 419, baby.
4: <laughs> so... um. I don't know why I know that, but I just know that it was April nineteenth, which is uh is April the fourth month?
0: Yeah. It is four.
1: Okay. That's four nineteen. Which is
4: exactly four months after I was born. Damn. So I you know, I, I went I really went strong with the Catholicism there like yeah. four months into my life. So
0: your parents kept a tight tight schedule. Yeah. You were a devoted Catholic for four months.
4: Um so at least. Raised Catholic, did all that um fun stuff, you know.
1: What um, what all fun stuff?
4: You know, like going to like RE classes every Wednesday and... um RE classes? Religious education. Whoa. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, I feel like other religions do this, but like when you're Catholic, you go to class every week. What? Yeah. And it's uh, usually on Wednesdays.
0: How many credit hours do you get <laughs> per semester? Great. Yeah. Q.
4: I don't even remember how long it lasts. Like,
0: so, sorry, I, I'm being, I'm trying, I'm, I'm being a little bit cute, and I'm sorry about that. What's the course load like?
4: Um, see, I stopped going at some point, so I don't remember. Okay, anything. Actually, I remember one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, my teacher, I can't remember his name, but he was teaching us about Noah's Ark, and me, who, um was not even trying to be funny was like hey mr what's or whatever your face is um what happened to the unicorns yeah like why aren't there any unicorns like where why aren't they on the ark where did they go yeah and he just kind of looked at me and he was like the unicorns were too busy playing and didn't listen to what god said so they they drowned in the flood
0: whoa, whoa. <laughs> are you telling me that unicorns, the most pure horse available, was too busy sinning to get on the ark.
1: That is exactly what I was talking. The pure taught. horse available. <laughs>
0: it's really delightful. The image of purity, too busy not listening to God.
1: <sighs> They're too whimsical. All that ho- the horns are full of whimsy. That horse and around.
0: Is this kind of the same thing as uh, Lucifer being the hottest angel or whatever?
1: Yeah. That that is canon, that Lucifer was the number one angel hunk.
0: Yeah. He was December on the angel calendar every year. Oh,
1: yeah. Always dressed up like a sexy elf. (laughs) Before they knew about Christmas. Uh,
0: (laughs) Before he, you know, came out as the devil. or Right, yeah. He's still,
1: now he's every month in hell's calendar. Yeah. (laughs) He refuses to not be shirtless.
0: Yeah, because who else could they put in the calendar?
1: What, a bunch of demons? No way, demons are (laughs) uggos.
0: Just, like, bad people in history? Oh, no. Like, they can't put Mussolini on the calendar if they want to sell it.
1: Right. I'm sure Pol Pot wasn't a super looker. (laughs) Apparently Rasputin... Not to go too blue here, but apparently Rasputin was... Well endowed. Uh, he was like... In the hog department.
0: He was like weird hot. He
1: was like weird hot and had like a tenor.
0: A tenor? <laughs> yeah,
1: he was like very... He was large and in charge, no hog they, wise. No wonder
0: they tried to drown him. I know,
1: he couldn't be drowned. He was too powerful.
0: Nobody looks like Rasputin from the neck up without rocking a tenor down there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Ah. Uh, what a gross podcast! Sorry, people.
1: everybody. Sorry for talking about Rasputin's tenor.
0: Uh, I thought he'd be more of an alto. But. <laughs> uh,
1: so Mars, you you did the program. Did you ever go to? Did were there camps?
4: Yes. Okay, talk yes. about that. Um, Camp Olog, Camp Our Lady of Guadalupe. Fuck yeah. Um, which hey, you guys know who Nathan Poppy is?
0: Dimly,
1: yes.
4: Yeah, like an artist around here. Experiment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. He was one Experiment. of the counselors at camp growing up. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow.
0: Um, walk us through the intensity of Camp Olog. One to ten. Yeah. How intense?
4: Oh, God, it was so fun.
0: Okay, so okay. Are, we, are we talking to three?
1: Low intensity. Like you there?
4: went to church every day mm-hmm. and you prayed and stuff. But there was it was like a summer camp and you stayed the night in cabins and stuff. Like it was like a real like camp and like so your first night there you get s'mores and there's a campfire and you, you sing all the nice. campfire songs. And actually, like a very distinct memory, and I don't know if they still do this, probably not, because Nathan Poppy and friend uh made this up and it's the poison bear song.
1: Okay.
4: And I wish I remembered more of it. The only like it's a song about a bear that's poison. And Whoa. Uh it's a poison bear. It eats poison berries. Did it get mm-hmm. on the ark? Apparently.
1: No way. It would have ruined all the other animals.
4: <laughs> um and he like and then there was like a bird involved. And was the bird poison? I don't I don't think so. Okay. But mm-hmm. the bird stole Tommy's iPod. What? Yeah, listen. That's the only thing I remember from this song.
1: I this sounds like you made it up.
4: I really didn't. This is a real thing. Poison bears are real. Whenever they, ah! whenever they took us hiking in the woods, they were like, hey, watch out for poison bears. Ah. And so um, that was, like, a really big part of Camp Olog was watching out for poison bears. Man.
0: I'd be so scared of poison bears. Th- this is a big part of Praise on Canon, but church camp is for getting bullied. Yeah. If not by bullies, then by the counselors. Did you ever get bullied at church camp? No.
4: I had what? so much fun.
0: Really? E- yeah. I, even, like, brought friends. D- even... Nice. Even with the whole watch out for poison bears thing, you weren't mad to find out they weren't mm. real?
4: No, I didn't. I wasn't. I At the time, I believed they were real. And then I just kind of grew out of it. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, the same way, like, you, know, you just grow out of, like, believing in the tooth fairy or something. You're just kind of like, oh, okay.
0: The, oh, sure. No, you, d- you just grew out of one of your nightmares. That's really good. Yeah.
4: Like, it, it, I was kind of, like, woke up one day and I was like, you know what? I don't think poison bear was real.
1: That's good. Now, how how old were you? during the poison bear era.
4: Oh, I was probably uh, from the ages of like 8 to 10.
1: Oh, so just like the age where you would be like look, I know they're probably not real. But like
4: Well, listen, I was a very gullible kid. You yeah? could have convinced me of almost anything.
1: How late how late was your Santa cut off?
4: You know I literally, I think that I was probably around 13 where people were like, Santa's not real. And I was like, I see your point and raise you the fact that I still choose to believe in Santa. And that's specifically because my mom was like, if you don't believe in Santa, you don't get three extra gifts. That's kind of how our family was. you'll,
0: You'll justify it however you have to to get those gifts. I was
4: like, Santa's real, totally. And baked cookies and like. Dude, Got my gifts. Yeah, I we we kept
1: Santa going for a really long time in our family. I continued to very genuinely believe pretty, pretty late, like 13 uh, as well. Because I was like, well, I mean, there's, 20, there's 24 hours in a night. Like, he could probably, if he's going fast enough, I don't know, he could probably get to every house. He's also magic. Right, yeah. I was trying to justify with science. I had seen the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I was trying to.
0: Hmm. I remember. I remember my loss of belief in Santa was almost overshadowed by an ironic belief in Santa, and I don't know where it ended.
1: Ooh. I like that. When I, I get was that. when I was
0: in about seventh or eighth grade, mm-hmm. I was first of all so funny. Sure. Two, thought it was the best bit to just say that i thought santa was
1: real. Here's the thing though, that's such that's the perfect age for that bit cuz it's just plausible enough for everybody everybody to be like, "Oh, come on, man. What? You still believe in Santa? You're dumb. No way. You don't. You don't
0: believe in him." And, and even though go. that's what was supposed to happen, yeah. I still got sad when i got confronted about it. <laughs> I don't know where i began and the bit ended. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was I was in too deep on believing in Santa.
1: I think, I think it might be time to start believing in Santa as an adult again.
4: If it gets I'm, you three gifts, I'll believe in almost anything. Yeah,
1: there's kind of no reason not to. If it
0: gets me through another Christmas, you know what I'm right,
4: saying? Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind believing in Santa again.
4: I mean, I think that's what happens when you have kids.
0: You have to oh, start believing yeah. in Santa again. Yep. Yeah. When you have kids, you stop cussing. Yep. You believe in Santa again. Mm-hmm. And you just get excited to see movies that don't cuss.
1: Yeah, you're like, finally, one I can see because I can't, can't, don't have to find a babysitter. <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, Mars, it, it seems like you had fun being Catholic. Is that a fair summation?
4: I, I really did. I had a lot of fun. I was... I can't remember. I was going to look it up earlier. I don't remember at what age they start allowing you to be an altar server. Mm-hmm. Um. But basically, as soon as I was able to be an altar server, I was. And then I was an altar server for Saturday night, 5 o'clock mass, for like four years straight. Whoa! Talk us through that. Yeah. Um. So, for a child that has anxiety, Mass is actually, like, one of the most stressful things that I've ever done. Okay. Because there's this one part where the priest is talking, and it's before communion, and you have to ring bells. And I could never remember when you were supposed to ring the bells. And, like... (laughs)
1: Oh, I'm loving imagining this go down. Continue.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so the preacher goes, um, I don't know, are this sp- a priest. Are, uh, priest, excuse me, I'm, I'm Protestant. Um <laughs> so the 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 priest is speaking, I guess, Latin, is that No. He's speaking English. Just okay. just English. And uh Alex, if you if you could be the unnecessary bells for me. Yeah. And uh and so this is the this is the uh and, and the Lord said this Ding! is the body. <laughs> Uh you say you kiss it in remembrance of of me Dum. and this is and and uh take this, this, uh it's wine.
4: <laughs> it's
0: wine when you're Catholic. This is wine. And what is it
4: when you're not Catholic?
0: Grape juice. Yay. Oh, really? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Man, no. Catholics drink.
0: They're afraid we're gonna get all drunk from a quarter shot of uh, pinot grige or whatever
4: and i also like let's <laughs> be i don't want the, my
0: son getting too greased
1: up
4: for the record the wine that my church has was excellent it tasted delicious That's
1: and this is up. like
4: an eight-year-old who like first went through communion like tasting this wine and i was like yeah i could drink this
1: oh no was <laughs> it like super sweet what
4: it was it was pretty sweet If if like an eight-year-old can like it it was pretty sweet but i was like i like this cuz like i went to catholic school growing up too and the w- the wine they had in my catholic school was disgusting.
1: Okay. Mm. Too dry, you
4: think? Yeah, it was something gross. you'd have with like a steak, yeah. Catholic school sucked, guys. You went you went to, you, went to the, you
0: did the whole thing, huh? I did,
4: I did. Uh catholic school sucked. Um it, uh, Did you? Were you in Catholic school the whole time? No, no, I only went one year because my mom took me out because it was bad. Okay. Um, I was so like around the time that I went to Catholic school, my grandpa had also died. Zoinks. So yes. I. Was also, like, seven years old and in second grade and really upset. Sure. And then, like, so I just did not give a fuck about what anyone was saying to me. And so I used to, like, ask my teacher if I could go to the bathroom and then just take, like, a walk around our giant, like, three-story school. Nice. And then, like, come back and she'd be like, why were you in the bathroom so long? And I'd just go, I was pooping. (laughs)
0: No questions asked, by the way. Yeah, they just—they just, they can't be like, "Well, that's a long poop."
1: Right, you gotta respect it. Um, Every, I,
0: everyone knows a pee is ten seconds.
1: Yeah, it was—it was really a poop can be any amount of
0: time. It can be two minutes to a year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, my teacher was real mean though, um, which I feel like is such a bad quality for a second grade teacher. She was. Hey, yeah. Yeah, she was not very nice. And like I talked a lot. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I do that. Sure. Um, I'm very sociable. Um, Great podcast guest. So thank you. Yeah. I would get sent to like the back of the classroom. However, sure. this was around the time that my eyesight started to shit out. And so I couldn't mm. see anything. And I was like failing class. And I would tell my teacher, I was like, I can't see the board. And my teacher called my mom to say that I was lying.
0: About your ability to uh, see. Yeah,
4: my teacher accused me of lying to get back up at the front with my friends.
0: Please tell A me. Great this grift, st- though. Please tell me this story ends with you getting an eye exam and her having to walk it the fuck back. Yeah. Oh my god. My walk mom me, was pissed. Walk me through it.
4: Um I don't I don't remember the logistics. I do remember my mom had words with my teacher. Oh my because like I have worn glasses since I was seven years old. Sure. And like it it was my my mom was so angry. My mom's still mad about it. If you bring it up, like, she'll start ranting about it again.
0: I love that. Damn. If, yeah, if you're a mean teacher, six or up? Yeah. I was seven. Sixth grade. Oh, up. okay. I was like. Yeah. Get out of those lower grades. Don't ruin a kid.
4: Jeez. Yeah, that was, school was not nice. Um, And my mom still will apologize to me today for putting me there. <laughs>
0: Did you go all the way through? Did you, No. Uh, okay, What about, about what age, about what grade did you jump ship on Catholic school?
4: Second grade. I went one year. It was done. Wow.
0: Okay. Yep. okay. It was such a bad experience. Was it because of this thing we're talking about? Yeah,
4: it was the teacher herself. I'm sure if I had a different teacher, my school would have been fine. Um, one time, my, my grandma brought cupcakes to the class for my birthday, and my teacher got mad at her. What? What?
0: I hate her for you. Yeah, like this
4: teacher was really garbage.
0: That's. Do you insane want to drop a
1: name real
4: quick? Um, I think her name was Miss Robinson. Ah, oh, fuck you, Miss Robinson. Yeah, hey, Miss Robinson, at- if
0: you're if you're listening, fuck you.
4: Hey, t- what what school? Uh, s- am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's Saint Philip Mary. Miss Robinson at Saint Philip Mary. She doesn't teach there anymore, though.
1: Good then there's no danger of her losing her job unless she's at a different school now.
0: Miss Robinson retired from St. Philip Mary. Fuck you.
1: Fuck you. If you weren't retired, I would say, Miss
0: Robinson, retire, bitch.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so after that, did you go to reg- regular
4: school? Yeah, I went to public school after that. I was like raised in private schools up until third grade. Weird. Yeah, I went to like, and then I I went to Life Christian Academy before I went to Catholic school. Okay. Um, and that was really fun, actually. Um, even though they told me that it was, what did they, what did they tell me? They told me like something about Catholicism was wrong because it like didn't line up with their belief. I can't. It was like first grade. I don't remember that far back.
1: Protestants love doing that.
0: It's it's a Protestant pastime to just.
4: You go go in on Catholics. And yeah. I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter. That's also a classic Catholic hmm. thing. I didn't get to read Harry Potter till I was in middle school. Classic
0: Bap thing too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Were you allowed, Alex? We now talked about this.
1: Um, I was, but other kids at my church were not. Oh, I see. You had
0: cool parents. I, my
1: parents, the only Democrats at both churches we went to. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. <laughs> got
0: it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I did not get to.
1: Yeah. Did you ever do it later?
0: Did I ever? Mm-hmm. I got I got to I got maybe a hundred pages into Goblet of Fire, and I I was just like, oh, I Did get. Did you
4: start it. Yeah, with Goblet of got Fire?
0: It. No, I I read, Sorcerer's Stone, um,
4: Chamber of Secrets,
0: chamber Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, um, Warlock's Cannoli, or yeah, and Goblet <laughs> of Fire, right? Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I get it.
1: Yeah. It's fine.
4: Oh, but the last book was really good.
0: But like, I did
1: The last book did it, make me cry. It, it, oh, yeah. It
0: got spoiled for me bad like a million times. Sure. I was just like, oh, okay. You got like, to it too late. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. things are just so culturally monumental that you don't get to discover them on your own. Mm. Yep. I feel like there are people that have never seen a Star Wars, but somehow know everything about Star Wars. And that's just because it's so... Uh, pervasive. Hayden Smith. Really? Yeah. Never seen a Star Wars, yeah.
4: I don't know how I'm his friend.
0: H- Harry Potter's kind of there, you know? So I, I figured I wasn't, like, missing out on too much. Yeah, Listen, you don't need it. you like, heard if my you Harry Potter takes. If mm-hmm. you would
4: have talked to me about this when I was, like, 14, I probably would have taken a shit in your pillowcase. Because, like, I was mm. such a diehard Harry Potter fan. Sure. See,
0: this is why fandoms are bad. Well,
4: that's just
1: being 14.
4: Yeah. And, like... Dude, fourteen yeah. was bad. It was
0: you. You would have found something to shit in my pillowcase about if you were fourteen right now. Fourteen
4: was also like thirteen to fourteen is also when I fell out of Catholicism.
0: Tell, t- uh, take talk us to, through, to us about that. Ta- take us through it, please.
4: Well, okay. So personally, I think, and my mom has told me the same thing that the seed was planted when I was eight and my grandpa died.
1: Okay. Or mm-hmm.
4: seven. I don't remember how old I was. Um, because like my logic was like, why would God do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And so like the seed was kind of planted, even though I was still like hardcore Catholic, but like, I was still like really angry with God. Um, and then probably I like was an altar server and then, um, stopped doing that probably once I turned about 13 and got into middle school. It's like too cool for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I was 14, I, like, made a lot of Protestant friends, and I went uh. to their churches, and I thought it was bullshit because they sang songs all the time, and, like, it was really, like, weird.
0: It was too fun to be church.
4: Catholicism's very, like, ritualistic, and, like, it's really a really beautiful religion, in my yeah. opinion, but also I was raised in Islam.
0: And Protestant churches just have like this guy that's like, "Oh, what's up? my name's Craig. We got donuts and pizza, yeah, and uh Tony Hawk on xbox uh just be in the be in the auditorium at six fifteen we're gonna we're gonna like sing to words on a screen,
1: yeah, grab a cappuccino, try not to be gay. We'll see you there
4: <laughs> yeah, it was-
1: <laughs> that was Protestant church for me.
4: I remember one time I was talking to this girl from my church and she had gone from Catholic church to life church. So this is uh, life church period for her. Okay. She also cleaned my house um, and I was talking to her because she picked me up from school one day and I like mentioned something about how I supported gay people. Now, this was also 14 before I realized sure. what sexuality was. Sure. Um, and so, like, I didn't understand why I, like, hardcore supported gay people. Like, that didn't make (laughs) sense to me why I was so passionate about supporting gay people. Um, and, but she goes, what does your priest think about this?
1: Oh, boy. And I was
4: like, what do you mean? I was like, I just believe they should get married. And she goes, yeah, but what does your priest say? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I've never asked him, but I, I just... I think that they should get married. She also told me she doesn't wear Levi jeans or eat Kraft mac and cheese because they support the Rainbow Coalition.
1: Whoa.
4: And people with those kind of
1: opinions usually love (coughs) Levi jeans and Kraft macaroni and cheese. Imagine
4: having so much hatred for gay people that you don't eat the gloriousness that's Kraft mac and cheese. (sighs) It's messed up.
0: The Rainbow Coalition sounds like a Metal Gear Solid thing a little bit. (laughs) Just some.
1: Colonel, I've infiltrated the Rainbow Coalition. (laughs) It seems like they're building a more powerful
0: rainbow than ever. (laughs) The Rainbow Coalition was just a bunch of companies that supported gay marriage rights correct i believe so and it wasn't it a lot of companies
4: yeah no and like i i remember seeing this post about it about how like and i wanted to send it to her i haven't talked to her in years but i wanted to just send it to her and it was like if you don't support gay people get off facebook and i was like yeah i'm gonna send this to her and just be like you can't use facebook anymore get away from me
1: although gay people don't use facebook anymore oh do they they do
4: I mean, I use no? Facebook, but that's well,
1: yeah.
0: Twitter is by far a gayer platform.
1: Though. Yeah, and Tumblr's gayer than
4: that. Tumblr is probably the gayest social media site. Hey, uh, he, hey here's what
1: I want to he- hear, oh, Mars. Yeah. Rate the websites by which ones you think are gayest to least gay.
4: For is least gay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Tumblr's most gay. Okay. Uh, Just got to fill in the middle. Yeah. um, Reddit is on the thing of, of not gay. Yeah. But not as not gay as, as 4chan. Reddit right. is
0: more straight.
1: Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Where's Pinterest?
4: Oh, Pinterest is like... Oh, shit. I want to say Pinterest is gay, but at the same time, I know a lot of white moms use Pinterest.
0: Right. I think Pinterest
1: is straight. I think Pinterest is straight. I think it's straight Tumblr. Whoa. Yeah, I Pinterest think that's what it is. Tumblr. Like
4: that's what makes me want to classify it as gay because it it's very it has a Tumblr esque like like state to it. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct.
1: So it it goes right above Reddit in terms of mm. being gay. It's it's gayer than Reddit. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. Um, I would say Facebook is gonna be like in the middle.
0: Yeah. Facebook
4: C- is going to be, like, the true neutral.
0: Because everybody's on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
4: everybody, everyone's on Facebook, even gay people. Okay. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those six words.
4: <laughs> uh, suddenly, I don't know any other websites. Twitter Twitter, Twitter. is right after Tumblr in the gay sale. More straight than Tumblr, but still pretty gay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram.
4: Instagram is. Instagram is straighter than Facebook, but gayer Whoa. than Pinterest.
0: You are dead on. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: There is. There's something, like, unnervingly heterosexual about Instagram.
1: Yeah. I would agree. What I else? Don't,
4: it's very strange. I don't follow that many gay people on Instagram. Weird. Like, but- besides my friends. But, like, sure. any other, like, outside gay people, I don't follow yeah. a lot of cat Instagrams. Sure. And they all follow me back. So nice. Shout out to Waffles the cat.
1: Vine. Mm, good cat.
4: Vine, gayer than Tumblr.
1: Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Vine was a very gay website. Yeah. Rest in peace. V2's I played
4: coming. Vine Hangman the other night. Go on. It was, um, we were all pretty drunk. Sure. So it was a little slow starting out. Um, I misplaced the apostrophe and doesn't, which made uh-huh. me feel really bad. Like oh, I'm in boy. college. I shouldn't do that. Um, but I didn't win. I only won once. Okay. And then the vine that I chose to to write out for everyone to guess was the one where it was like, "This is why Mom doesn't fucking love you." That's oh, a great
0: vine. Good vine. I know it. You know it. We all know it. Yeah. Where's YouTube?
4: Ooh. See, this one's very tricky because YouTube has a lot of like subgenres. Yeah. In it. Um, can I can I call the shot? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Gayer than 4chan straighter than instagram so like above reddit okay gay uh
4: hmm. i would say it's gayer than reddit
0: it's gayer than reddit but not gayer than instagram no yeah yeah is that i, I didn't want to like i oh. didn't want to steamroll your position that no i hitting? feel
4: it i feel it because i i genuinely didn't know because like on one hand like youtube's a very personalized experience um you know so like it could be very gay
0: yeah But so could Reddit.
4: Yeah. But as a... Listen, I've been on Tumblr for seven years. Yeah. And as someone who's been on Tumblr for seven years, which I hate... um, (laughs) Yeah. I kind of just have this, like, antipathy... Antipathy? Antipathy? Antipathy. Mm -hmm. Towards Reddit.
1: Yeah. Oh, me too. And I... As a former Redditor, I also have a big antipathy. So therefore,
4: I just want to say that, like, Reddit's, like, hetero trash. (laughs) I I mean, yeah.
0: I literally, here's my relationship to Reddit. Here's my ongoing relationship to Reddit. I go there every time I need to learn something.
1: Right. Find the subreddit for the, like, real nerds about it.
0: But I leave as soon as
1: I'm done learning. Right.
4: The only thing on Reddit that I've ever looked at and enjoyed is the one that's like, I'm three, I know everything. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that I like. Um, I Twitch. Whoa. Oh, man.
1: Straighter than Reddit. Yeah. Not as straight yeah. as 4chan.
4: I just want to call out Hayden Smith, though. Because yep. I was on Tumblr for seven years, and just this last year, I decided that I wanted to not be on Tumblr, so I started to, like, wean myself off of it and not be on Tumblr, and then I became friends with Hayden Smith, and he's like, hey, have you seen this Tumblr post? He's super I'm going to send you this Tumblr post, and so now I'm just back on Tumblr.
0: Ugh. Man,
1: That's I'm That's messed up.
4: I almost escaped.
0: Uh, the internet never lets you go. I also nope. blame
4: Tumblr for um, me not being Catholic. Go on. Because, um, like, I got really gay when I got on Tumblr.
1: That'll happen, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: And then... It happens to the best of us. I was like, hey, you know what? Churches hate gay people. And I'm a gay people. And I hate church now. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um. And then I also started learning about witchcraft.
0: I'm just applauding your delivery. I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: and so then Tumblr started teaching me about witchcraft and, and then the rest is history.
1: So it's been witch. has it been witchcraft ever since?
4: Yeah, probably since I was about fifteen or sixteen.
1: Okay. Uh is the thing that you like about witchcraft the same thing that you liked about Catholicism?
4: Yeah. Um it's really like ritualistic. There's part, like yeah. set rules and it's really cool and sometimes there's candles involved incense, and incense. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really kind of hands on, you know, you like you light your candles you and like spells are basically the same thing as praying. There's just a little bit of extra steps involved. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. and so I I like it. It's a little more personalized and there's less homophobia.
0: Yeah. I'd hope so.
1: Yeah. It's, do you think it's the gayest religion?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't have anything else to, uh. I don't have anything else for you to consider. I think that's fine.
4: However, I have beef with a certain branch of Wicca. Please, please, elaborate. Air air it out. Dianic Wicca Fuck Dianic
1: Wicca. Go on. Thank you.
4: Arguably the worst branch of Wicca because it is just a misandrist sect of Wicca.
1: That sounds cool.
4: Listen, it's... Oh, you weren't there. It was the night I was hosting. Anyway, I'll tell you just like one really thing i remember about diana Wicca cuz i read about it for class um in order to make a wand for for your man hating witchcraft mm-hmm. you on a full moon you go out to like one of these like six holy trees like birch and like willow and stuff like that yeah. um you you pick up a branch that's like the size of your forearm you carve a hole in the end of it put some cotton in it
5: mm-hmm.
4: and then put in some drops of your menstrual blood yeah Um, and then that wand is yours, and it's your power now, and you can use that wand. Cool. That seems
1: regular.
0: You seem to be describing a cool thing.
4: Yeah, that seems cool. Um, but, like, men, not, not all men have periods. Like, some men have periods, but, like. It
1: gets turfy. Yeah, it's,
4: it's a very, it's turf. Yeah, it's a turf, it's a turf wicca. They study
0: that at
1: Hogwarts? Oh, man, well, they do at Hogwarts, yeah.
4: I, I guarantee you. England is the
1: island of turfs. We, the Turfish Isles. Yeah, the Turfish Isles for sure.
4: We talked about it in class, about how actually they don't... As far as I know, granted, I've never talked to a Diana Wicca, so I, I don't know everyone's beliefs, but from what I've studied, they most likely do not include trans women into their practice. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of gross. They're all about, like, womanhood and the uterus and your sure, menstrual sure, blood. Sure. And, like... And then in that same breath, they probably include trans men in that. They're probably, that's not a real man. This is, yeah. It's super gross. Hate it so much. They hate men. Like, the whole, the whole, I read, like, a book about it. And the whole thing is, like, men suck. Men are the sole reason for the oppression of women. And they hate us and want us to die. And through our witchcraft, we are going to put them down. And it was just really, um... It was. It was by. It was called the Holy Book of Women's Mysteries. It's Ooh. by Susanna Budapest from a witchcraft. I bet that's
1: st- not a real name.
4: Yeah, definitely not. There's, and it's no like Susanna. It's not Susanna. It's Susanna. Um, from a witchcraft standpoint, it had a lot of really cool references and spells in it. Like the information checks out. Like the spells and the rituals and like the herbs and stuff. That all checks out. Like solid stuff there. But the beliefs behind it was really. Um, I just hated it, and I. <laughs> Publicly in class, declaimed, "I was gonna fight Susanna Budapest." Yeah. Um, and like Susanna
1: Budapest, if you're listening,
4: I think she's dead.
1: Susanna Budapest, if you're listening from beyond the veil, come on the podcast. We'd love to hash it out with you. Uh, Right now, not a fan.
4: Yeah, um, and then a guy in my class. I've got to get on
0: Mike and Sam. Also, not a pan, uh, not a fan. Yeah, um, Alex has sort of picked a soft position on Susanna Budapest. Susanna, fuck you!
1: Don't come on the podcast. Don't right. come
0: on the podcast. Stay in the grave.
1: Banned from the podcast. Even though it would be cool to have a ghost on the podcast. Susanna
0: Budapest sounds like your like Jordan Peterson to me. <laughs> Whoa, yeah.
1: Susanna Budapest is Lady Jordan Peterson. Of
0: magic, yeah.
1: Oh, man.
4: A guy in my class did a book report over the same book. <sighs> and he had significantly less problems with the misandry. What? Like, I talked to him about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, I just didn't see that big of a problem with it. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm looking out for you. Like, from a legit yeah. feminist standpoint, this book is garbage. Right. I was like, "What? Why am I more angry about this than you are?" Oh man. He overcorrected. It was it was ridiculous.
0: He wanted a girlfriend a little bit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> he was
0: Yeah. He, he just he was he wanted a GF. He was trying to book a
1: reservation at GF buddy. Chang's. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's my favorite restaurant.
0: Wow. Amazing. Thank you. Well, well, Mars. Uh, how's how's it been, um, moving into adulthood, studying witchcraft? What's that experience been?
4: Um, it's sick, but like sometimes, yeah, like the like cool, like badass. What is, like mm-hmm. is the
1: devil horns? Devil horns. Yeah, devil horns this. up, baby. Devil horns. I'm doing them too.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, it's pretty sick. Um, it's really self empowering, which I really like. It makes me realize that like, um. Anything that I need to happen, I can make happen. If there's a subclause here, I I believe the universe is like kind of like your ultimate power here. So like, if the universe is like, yeah, this checks out, this is cool, th- go ahead. Um,
0: As long as it passes that like you're doing a good thing
4: yeah. sort of test. I thought you were going to say whatever you want to happen can happen if
1: you have access to Rowan Wood.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. But, um, like, because, like, obviously when I tell people about witchcraft, they're like, so what, you can just make anything happen? I was like, no, because that's not, Come like, on. how logic works. Yeah. Like, obviously not everything is going to happen. Um, Like, it's, it's just one of those, like, it, it doesn't even have to be a particularly good thing. It's not like the universe is like, oh, you're doing a good thing. Go ahead. Because, like, I've done bad things before.
1: Sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, I've done, like, one bad thing. It wasn't even that bad. As uh, okay. What was it? Um, I broke up my ex-best friend and his girlfriend.
0: Mm, for what purpose?
1: Good question.
4: Okay, guys, listen, this is a lot.
0: <laughs> we don't We don't have to get into it if you don't want to get into it.
4: Basically, um, she was not good, and she faked a miscarriage and blamed it on him and was really manipulative. And he was, like, in love with her. Well, he thought he was in love with her. He only knew her for, like, two weeks, and they started dating. And after she did that, he kept dating her. And I was like, no, no, no. No. This is not happening. It seems like
0: you could take this to universe court and sort of argue that it's a good thing yeah
4: i think it was a good thing but when i've told certain people about it they're like oh that's a curse and i was like is it i have cursed before though it felt did it work oh i you know i don't know because i blocked the guy on everything what you got oh
1: i don't know if this is teen court mars do you know about teen court i don't
4: know about teen court (laughs)
1: Okay, so Jill had this idea for Teen Court, and I expanded on it by deciding to make it a, a show, either a live show or a uh, like a, a Judge Judy-style TV show.
0: Who's the teen judge? Me. Oh, I was going to say Rob Durdek.
1: <laughs> I don't think Rob Durdek would be able to guide the teens in an appropriate way.
0: Yeah, he's a bit out of touch for Teen Court. Yeah,
1: I think I would have to be the teen judge, and it would just be... Exactly like Judge Judy, except I'm settling teen disputes and helping prosecute teen crimes like ghosting. Oh
4: God, that sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the shit out of
1: that. Thank you. I also think oh. it's a good idea. Any networks are listening, please. Mm. Uh, there
0: is
4: let- nothing funnier than teen drama. Oh, yeah, man. I, I love m- it.
0: Was my prank funny is a good. Oh, sucker. is my prank funny or is it bad? You can rule if pranks are funny or if they're bad. Oh, I love that.
4: You want to hear the worst prank I ever pulled? Yes. Um, Because it was just a lot more effort than it needed to be. Okay. Okay. But, like, I went through my friend's purse once, and I just wrapped all the contents of it in saran wrap.
1: (laughs)
0: Judge Alex, funny prank, bad prank. Super funny prank, I think. Court adjourned.
1: (laughs) Uh, there are some very funny pranks. I, uh, high school drama kids play a lot of really funny pranks. Um, the, the one where you put a bunch of tiny Dixie cups in someone's car. <laughs> Do you know about this? No. You fill up a bunch of tiny Dixie cups with water and then you just place them precariously all over a person's car. So they open their door and they have to like, cause you can't just scoop them out. They have to remove and dump out each one individually. A good prank Is something that doesn't permanently harm somebody, or cause any stains, but is time-consuming to take care of. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a pretty good definition of a good prank. Yeah. Well, well, Mars, um, let's let's wrap talk in the walk up. Where where are you at now? Still still
4: witchcrafting? Yeah, I've fallen off a little bit just because of college. I'm really busy. So, like, you're supposed to like do stuff on the full moon, and like, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Uh, be a good little witch. Like you're supposed to, like pay your respects. And I just haven't.
1: Now, I, okay. how how insular are these full moon events? Like, could I just go to a full moon celebration, or do I have to do a bunch of homework first?
4: Well, I am solitary.
1: Oh, so oh, okay. I just
4: practice by myself. Okay. Um, having a coven would be pretty damn cool, but I don't huh. know where to find them.
1: Huh. Interesting.
4: Uh, and also usually Covens are Wiccan and I'm not Wiccan. I just kind of do like a secular witchcraft.
0: Remind me to tell you something after the podcast. Um Let's I, I think I think I know how to end talking the walk. We've we've um it's been a call out y episode, hasn't it? Yeah. Um can you please mention a Wiccan discipline that is the best? Ooh, yeah.
4: Well, I'm not like Wiccan.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: I mean,
4: like, I could just be really generic and be like the threefold law, which is, like, everything you do comes back to you threefold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a really good, good like, karmic way to live your life. You know, if you do something good, it comes mm-hmm. back to you three times. If you do something bad, it comes back to you three times as bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Like,
4: that's a that's a pretty solid way to live your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, Sorry sorry, I assumed you were a Wiccan. Um, no,
1: everyone does. That's cool.
0: Oh, I mean... I
1: want just... to hear about the difference. Like, sec- what is secular
0: witchcraft...
4: So, secular witchcraft is, like, no religion. But you still do the spells? Yeah. It's all, um, so, like, okay, so, like, Wicca, um, you don't actually have to be a witch to be Wiccan.
0: Okay. You can be a non-witch Wiccan. Yeah, because Wicca's
4: a religion. It's not exactly, like, a a craft practice. It's a religion. Um. So, like, Wicca has its own holidays and celebrations and stuff like that, and I don't follow any of those. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like... Any particular reason? Uh, too much work.
1: That's what I was thinking. Because on the surface, it sounds way more fun. It seems a bit
0: labor prohibitive.
4: Yeah, yeah, too much work. Okay. Um, and also, I'm going to do a call-out. Um, Wicca is not an old religion. It was invented, like, in the 50s or 60s. <laughs>
0: Just like the dollar. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you or that the, Wicca's the, old.
0: Or the pledge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Man, really call-out-y. I'm
1: loving I, this. I'm sa- loving this. Lo- a lot of call-out posts here. I am pod.
4: really good at calling people out. I'm
0: loving this app. Mars, you're a good guest. Yeah. Thank you. thank you for coming on. Let's.
1: Do you, what are, are there any practices that you do regularly?
4: Um... So like what I do every day, uh, what I've been doing every day recently is I do a vitality spell because I've been lacking a lot of energy lately and a lot of just like my drive to do things. So I get up in the morning, um, I really just kind of focus, like set my breath, figure out like what I want to do for the day. Like I want to stay awake, I want to be focused, I want to have energy. Um, I think about that for a little bit and I light a candle and then I just get ready for the day while the candle burns. And then before I leave the house, I just uh, snuff the candle out. Okay. Like, it's really can be as simple as that. Like, sure. It can be really um, intensive and you can have a lot of different aspects and you can create a circle and, you know, like you, you can go hard, but like, it can also just be as really simple as like, you know, you light a candle, you say your spell, which is like a prayer. Sure. This is what I tell a lot of Christians. I was just about to
1: ask mm, if you do anything that's analogous to prayer.
4: It's pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, But instead of, like, praying to a god, I'm, like, asking the universe or I'm looking within myself for that own power. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. That rules. Yep. Walk talked. The walk has been talked. Are you guys ready for thoughts and prayers? I'm so
1: ready for thoughts and prayers.
0: So we usually go to christianforums.net. But we're branching out some. Yeah. So Not
1: that we don't love He Is Risen 2018.
0: Hey, we love you. He Is Risen 2018. Come on the show.
1: He Is Risen 2018. If you're out there, please come on the podcast. Skype in. Email us.
0: I have found a new place uh, with some fresh fresh blood, fresh wayward souls that need our guidance. Great. Christforums.org. Okay. Okay. Here's the question. It comes from Foundling from October 2nd, 2017. Artificial intelligence on the rise? Okay. Has anyone thought of the rise of artificial intelligence and how it may affect the church of our lives? <laughs> First impressions, Alex, go. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, I've got a lot of... uh, First of all, church of our lives is a really delightful turn of phrase. And a Uh, great soap opera. Oh, yeah. A a really good soap opera. I think that that's a good way to think about church, is that it's something that should pervade your life. But I don't want to get hung up on that Mm -hmm. few words. Uh, I think that artificial intelligence does have sort of an impact on...
0: Like... It's been a while since I've been in church. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to admit that. When I last was at church, zero artificial intelligence. Yeah. What jobs do you think have been taken by robots in church? Secretary. Secretary. At Life Church, they've got a damn robot on the screen doing their preaching.
1: <laughs> Is that true? They got a hologram. Imagine a Joel Osteen hologram.
0: Imagine for a moment if Craig Rochelle was an AI.
1: <laughs> you know, Heath. I was thinking the other day, what if computers got saved?
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: uh huh.
1: They'd start singing praise in a whole new way. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft Sam.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. We can't keep doing this bit. <laughs> yeah, we can't keep going back to this well. Yeah. Craig Grishel's an AI, and I want to talk about it. Talk about it. Has anyone seen him? Not in real life. Yeah. Have you ever seen a picture of Craig Rochelle? No. The person? He's just from the chest up on everything. Oh, my God. What if his sermons are procedurally generated? like no man's sky i would need
1: to talk to somebody who's been to life church more recently we should have my sister on the podcast i believe that she has
0: um she can come on and debate me on whether or not craig grishel's an ai <laughs> that would be so much fun it's like the news lady from the Deus Ex video games <laughs> uh craig
1: grishel's a real max headroom kind of guy
0: <laughs> what are the robo jobs being taken
1: Worship leader would be easy.
0: Oh, piece of cake. Yeah. An iPod with Hillsong on it? Easy. Done. 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 That's four people out of $100 a week. Mm-hmm. Tragic. I thought I'd seen a damn church where the they just like had a, a plate on a remote control car. Plate on a Roomba. A plate on a Roomba. <laughs> That just says, money, please, over and over again.
1: (laughs) Give me your cash, please.
0: Uh, The Lord needs your uh, money.
1: (sighs) More ducats for Jesus.
0: And, you know, like, uh, there's, like, Xboxes in church now. That's true. Like, Xbox Ones, I bet, and you could, like... (sighs) Yeah. You can like play Overwatch in a church. In, yeah, it's in, messed up. Instead of like talking to a wise old man that makes you like that'll give you like a quarter if you climb a uh, tree and and get strawberries for the kids.
4: Why are there strawberries in a tree?
0: <laughs> Is that a bush
4: plant? What yeah, are that's strawberries a bush on? Plant.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, strawberry tree at my church.
1: <laughs> you were getting a quarter to climb that tree and get how many strawberries?
0: Uh, let's see. Was
1: it a quarter per strawberry? Because that's fair.
0: I'm trying to remember when I got the quarter and when I didn't get the quarter. You see, that's kind of the issue. It's sure, been, it's been a little while. I think if I if I think if I came back with ten and they were all ripe, I got that quarter. Okay. If if one of them was lopsided or, or a little bit green uh, this this old man would say hmm,
1: maybe next time now was this the preacher
0: no um, he didn't even like go there it was weird
4: uh, <laughs> sounds a little suspect
0: I don't know well he had a lot of quarters but
1: <laughs> that's a job that could be done was, by a robot he was sitting
0: on a pile of them whoa and you think he slept on him like yeah, a dragon like some kind of like some kind of impoverished dragon
1: like a dragon's horde who just loves sleep, to play pinball
0: sleeping on a pile of quarters uh how's this changed how how's the church for our lives being affected by ai y'all
1: do you think there are any ai televangelists do you think joel osteen is an ai We've talked about the Life Church guy. Yeah. We all know he's a robot. But what about what about Joel Osteen?
0: Hey, this isn't anything. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, but Cholo Osteen.
1: We actually brought that up uh, on Oh, we did this already. Spencer Hicks's episode and we had to cut it out cuz it sounded racist. <laughs> uh, well,
0: we have to cut it out again. That's okay. <laughs>
1: I just edited that episode today <laughs>
0: uh, i'm 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 in the basement I'm in the bottom of this podcast right <laughs> in the bottom how do you... i guess- I guess here's what we want to impart to our to our friend mm. his name again being this is what we want to impart to Foundling... Family. How, how do you how do you keep your faith intact with all these damn robots buzzing around, whirring around, clipping their claws at you? Just
1: remember that one thing separates you from those robots. You get to go to heaven.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: No matter how human they may seem.
0: Wait a minute, Alex, where do robots go?
1: Digital Straight heaven. to
4: hell.
0: Digital heaven. Digital
1: heaven. They go onto our playlist.
4: <laughs> I want to go on record to say all robots go to hell
1: whoa yeah mars you have a lot of robot opinions i have
4: a a few robot opinions you started
1: a whole twitter account talk us through that
4: see the thing is is i don't like telling people i started it because what i like to do is i like to be like guys you're never gonna believe this twitter i found and like show people and then they're like oh this is like the worst twitter i've ever seen but it's so funny i don't know why um and then i'll be like psych it's me it was me the whole time and well, it's
1: coming out on this podcast. Go ahead and give us the at.
4: It's at Robot Hate Facts. Yeah. I haven't posted on it since 2017. Okay. Actually, no, I think I might have posted on it this year.
1: Maybe time to get back into it. Yeah, time to bring it back. Okay.
4: See, the thing is, is that I'm a little crazy, and so I get intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, And so one summer, I was sitting at this summer desk job that I had, and I got this, like, ...thought in my head about how much I hated AI. I couldn't let it go. Okay. And, like, it got to the point where, like... It was, like, all I was thinking about... It was just running through my head and I was just, like... It was just one thought and it was, like... Why... What was it? My first tweet was, like... I'm really worried about artificial intelligence... Because some people don't even have, like, natural intelligence. Sure. Sure. And that, like, was stuck in my head and... For some reason my my weird brain was like robot shit post Twitter.
1: Yeah. That's where you gotta go with that.
4: And um Hell yeah. it got to the point where like I couldn't tweet during work, so I was like I was asking my boss for a piece of paper so I could write down all of these tweet ideas. <laughs> and my boss actually bought me a journal so I would stop asking her for pieces of paper. Amazing. And I would run to the bathroom like every hour and tweet. And then, like, go back to work. Just
0: dump them all.
1: Yeah, I've always thought that if I ever went to prison, I would spend a lot of my time writing letters to my brother that are just different tweets for him to tweet from my account. Do them from my account. Yeah, space them out. I would say.
0: So Marsh, we didn't plan this, but you are kind of the foremost robot expert. Do you think it's ethical for for the life church? dot TV corporation to make Craig Rochelle preach if he's going to hell for being a robot?
4: Um, listen, I went to Good life question. church once, once, mm-hmm. and I really didn't like it cause it was on a screen
0: and the preacher was a robot. Yeah. yeah and the feel? preacher's a
4: robot. And I think, well, I didn't know he was a robot at the time, but I had a sense mm-hmm. this was before my robot craze took over. I okay. was pretty young. Um, and I didn't like it. And so I, Which is probably, like, I knew he was a robot in my soul, so it's probably why I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. It's not ethical. It's not. You're taking jobs from from hardworking Christians who are going to go to heaven, but they can't go to heaven because they can't fill their life of being a preacher. Right. Wow. Robots are stealing people's souls. Wait, are you saying you only get to go
1: to heaven if you're fulfilled?
4: No. Okay. (laughs) Hey, so
0: if Joel Osteen's going to hell, is Joel Osteen a robot? Uh, Not all frogs are toads. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, people can go to hell, too, I guess. Yeah. All
1: kinds of people go to hell. And then the hell just gets worse. Joel Osteen especially is going to hell.
0: Uh, My advice to foundling, uh, anarcho-primitivist church only. (laughs) Wear skins. Wear skins.
1: (laughs) Foundling, you gotta start eating
0: keto. (laughs) You gotta start eating... Eat keto, go to paleo church. Yeah.
4: My advice to family is to follow me on Twitter at Robot Hate
0: Follow Robot Hate Facts on Twitter with your phone, with the community phone.
1: Everybody, yeah. <laughs> go to the library. Get on one of their
0: computers. Get on one of their smartphones that's attached to a cord. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Never loses battery.
0: Join, uh, yeah, yeah. Follow at Robot Hate Facts. Go back once a day to check for new tweets. Um, make grapevine with your bare feet. <laughs> Worship the Lord. There we go anarcho primitist Turch, or Bust. That's what I say. Whew. Time to Toon Talk. Time for
1: Toon Talk. Alright, buckle down. We're going to get into some Toon Talk. Right now. You guessed it, it's Toon Talk. Welcome to Toon Talk. Mars, what tune are we talking?
4: Uh, we're going to listen to Memento Mori by Flyleaf. Or like the specific tune or the album? Oh, album. Okay, yeah, *Memento Mori* by Flyleaf.
1: Okay, what is your history with this album?
4: Um, so whenever I first like started to discover music for myself, like the music that wasn't my mom's, um, I was on YouTube and I found Flyleaf. Okay, and like my like, I was getting really angsty at this point, and I was like, this sound matches my angst, and Ooh. it it was um. Because it's like rock music, you know, and I I was kind of getting into my emo phase, but I was still really Catholic. Oh, okay, Um, yeah. So Flyleaf just like really hit the spot. Right. And I actually, when I first found them, I didn't know they were a Christian band.
0: Really? Um, I just thought you were- The first uh...
4: song I ever listened to was I'm So Sick. Yeah. And as far as I remember, there's no God talk in that one. That's true. Um and so I didn't know they were a Christian band until I looked at the YouTube comments and there was just like God fights and I was like oh God fights God fights yeah because they were like this album's not very good because it's not as Christian as their other albums and Flyleaf's really fallen off and I was like oh
0: oh boy they've really fallen off into hell is that right there I guess they've fallen off of heaven <laughs> Mars we've reviewed the self titled Flyleaf album is Memento Mori better no. No. <laughs> do you do you like it more?
4: No. I like their self titled the best, but I wasn't allowed to do their self-titled, so I picked my second favorite. Oh
0: no. Okay, well this is the second best. Okay.
1: Well I'm glad that we <laughs> Okay.
0: I'm glad your biases have been exposed. Yeah. We will I was
4: gonna do a different artist, but I listened to her music and I didn't have very nice things to say about it, so I decided to go with White Leaf.
0: Okay We're all about nice things here on the spot
1: Yeah, we're, we try to be nice So let's let's start with our first song This is Beautiful Bride Mars, do you have any special connection to the song? Any tidbits?
4: Um, this was like, I think, the first song that made me realize they were a Christian band Okay
1: I like how heavy these guitars are
4: No, it really is good
0: It's a bit new metalish, isn't it?
1: Yeah it is. It is a little
0: new metalish
4: and I gotta say, not hating it. I no, absolutely I'm... love her voice.
0: Yeah. No, I mean it's not bad.
1: Yeah, I think I'm liking this more than I liked the previous <laughs> album. Really? Yeah.
0: You you wanna walk us through your feelings on that?
1: There's a lot of new metal units in my in my sort of brand that I don't talk about a lot. One time when I was in high school, and I, I went through a very brief little thing. One time when I was in high school, I said to my friend, Jeremy, Man, Disturbed is just what rock and roll was supposed to become. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in real life.
0: Okay, was that your first hot take ever?
1: I didn't even realize how hot it was, but probably.
0: How old were you when that, when that take Thirteen. It, oh, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: That's an incredible take. <laughs> I
1: know. I was wild.
0: I I am choosing to interpret that take as rock and roll deserved to become this.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. I was like rock and roll is so good and it finally reached its zenith here with Disturbed. They did it.
0: <laughs> with uh Down with the Sickness? Yeah. 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 Oh my god, of course it was. Yeah. That's great. So let's So so uh Bit more of a, bit more of a new metal thing. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea for this band. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea for Flyleaf to do that. I bought it. Right. It's very sincere. Guitar player still bangs though. That cat oh can yeah, play. cat can play.
1: That cat can play. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <coughs>
0: Oh
1: my god, you're right.
0: Let's just take a second. Yeah, it is worth it, though.
1: Yeah. That cat can play. No?
0: <laughs> you want to you try that one more time? Yeah. Want we'll to get that clean? Mm-hmm.
1: That cat can play. <laughs> All right. Hang on. That's not as good as I wanted it to be. Okay. Get us the real one. Yeah, sorry. That cat can play. So up next, we've got again. Mars, do you have any thoughts about this song?
4: Beautiful Bride. Again. Oh, again. Um, this song made me emotional. Okay, for the Um, first time ever. No, I just remember like listening to this song and being like, yeah, all right. Me too. Yeah.
0: Quick aside. First song you got emotional to? Ooh, good cue. Assuming this isn't your first song. God.
4: It is not. I actually want to say one of the first songs I got emotional to was like Bottom of the Ocean by Miley Cyrus.
1: Damn.
4: <laughs> Her Damn. album Breakout is underrated.
0: I, I I respect. I respect hearing that.
4: Mad respect. Heath, what
1: was yours?
0: Um, Soon You'll Be Leaving Your Man by Bright Eyes. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, it was a bit of a late bloomer. I didn't uh, cry to a song until I was 17. Whoa! Yeah. I didn't cry when my grandma died. I cried to bright eyes.
1: I gotta say, Heath, one I'm, of my favorite things... I'm really things, working through a lot of shit. One of my favorite <laughs> things about doing this podcast with you is just continuing to explore our radically different crying thresholds. It's really weird. and yeah. It doesn't make sense.
4: <laughs> Alex, are you and I together in the on in the crying train of, like, just crying?
1: I first cried at a song at seven years old. Uh-huh. Sweet Baby James by James Taylor.
4: Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to say I've probably cried at a song earlier than that, um, just because, like, I love music. Oh, um...
1: no, so did I. It was when my parents would sing You Are My Sunshine in the car, and they would get to that verse that's like, uh, I had a dream that you were still here, and then I woke up and was mistaken, so I, like, cried. Oh damn. Yeah, and I was like, no, one day my family won't be here anymore. I was like five. Uh... God, I
4: had those same feelings as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was emotional.
1: The, the reason I kept crying to Sweet Baby James, they would turn it on because I had trouble sleeping as a kid, and they would turn it on because it's real soothing music. Mm-hmm. But then that song would come on, and I would always just weep. <laughs> so it was super counterproductive. But they kept doing it, and eventually it became My Sleeping Album.
4: My Sleeping Album was an album by The Coors. I can't remember um, what Coors? it was. The Coors. C-O-R-R-S.
1: I don't know anything about that.
4: They're like a 90s band. They did a cover of When the Stars Go Blue. I think Bono's in the band.
0: Fuck that. <sighs> <laughs> it was 90s Bono? Yeah. I can't fault 90s Bono. That's true. 2000s Bono is what's bad. Yeah.
1: 90s Bono was fine. All right, up next, we've got, again, my Flyleaf. Love that squealy guitar.
3: Wow!
1: I appreciate the guitar
0: player not getting out of the way. Yeah. He does bring it way down, which I usually hate. Yeah. But he sure does just noodle in the back. It's great. I love
4: it. I think it it works really well, because, like, you still need a little guitar, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really... Christian
0: music kind of suffers from a really bad sort of, here's a ripping, badass intro... And then they just, like, clean it way All up. the way up, yeah. For the verse, you know. There's a little bit of stank left in these verses.
1: Which I like.
0: Yeah, it's it's good.
4: I'm feeling so many middle school emotions right now. You want, you want to talk us through? You
0: want to walk us through?
4: God, I don't know how to. Like, the emotions I felt in middle school are incomprehensible.
1: That's, I think, true of everybody. Nobody can really understand the emotions they felt when they were having all those chemicals coursing through their body.
4: Yeah, I don't hate this. I still love it.
1: I can hear you getting emotional. (laughs)
4: Like, I really am.
0: Great. Up next, we've got... We're a very emotion friendly podcast. That's true. That's true. So don't feel too bad about I've it. I've
1: already cried on the podcast once. Th- did I? It was the Amanda Carey episode. You haven't oh, heard it yet?
4: Okay. Oh, I'm excited for that.
1: Yeah. Dave Matthews band.
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah,
1: it worked.
0: Uh next we've got
1: Chasm. Heath, how are you feeling so far?
0: I'm feeling pretty good. Um the 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 album so far feels pretty cohesive. Mm-hmm. I really like. I really like the way the guitar player and the drummer interact. Yeah, um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of huge hits. It's it's a very impact heavy band, which I like. I agree with that. All right,
1: next Chasm. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, this is chunky.
0: This is that man with shit.
3: <laughs> that man with shit
1: damn
0: yeah okay uh the first two songs are fine this song's good. This song is good yeah i you know this um my my take has aged like milk since Roseanne came back on a b c sure, but this song's on that roseanne shit
1: yeah yeah it's it's real stanky yeah, it's like the um the saxophone and roseanne theme
4: I don't know it.
0: Go, f- go find it. It's
1: one second. Uh, I, I apologize I, I, to our listeners. Today, this is being recorded on the day that Roseanne got canceled for Roseanne being racist. So we, we know about it, but we got to play this theme
0: song. We're not even idolizing '80s Roseanne. We're idolizing the saxophone. A player certain who saxophonist re- who yeah. recorded the intro for uh, '80s Roseanne.
1: Those are some soulful
5: honks.
1: (laughs) Those are the honks of a person who's been through some shit.
0: some old bay on that and put it to me on a fucking plate that's good shit <laughs> okay I'm from Maryland by the way yeah I
1: guess so <laughs> alright up next we've got Missing does that take make sense
0: that's what I want to know C-
1: yeah good question Mars did that make sense like comparing you can, those guitars you to can, that sex you part. can tell how they're both
0: chunky right
4: yeah yeah okay yeah. cool
0: I'm
1: both crunchy
0: I feel like I rant about this, and I when I stop, I'm like, "Oh no, do I make sense?"
1: Yeah, no, it's real.
4: Yeah. I love the word crunch.
1: There's a lot of crunch on these guitars. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Missing by Flyleaf. <laughs>
4: that I have, like, stared out the window and listened to this on more than one occasion. Like, you know that mood yeah. where you just, like, stare out the window?
0: Yeah, this song has a very sort of, like, uh, ride right home on the school bus kind of, yeah. kind of vibe to it. It's exactly what, what happens to
1: the
4: song me.
1: It seems like the chorus to this song would swell right after two characters had an argument on a teen TV show.
4: Uh, or a very angsty 13-year-old Mars who thinks that something is missing within them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Did you ever
0: find out what it was?
4: Um. Blood! <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're a vampire. I am a vampire. I knew it. A tamer than the previous track.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not as hot on that one. We. See, I think if I, mean, I wasn't I mean,
4: so emotional, I wouldn't be as hot on it.
0: W- we have obvious... Biases here on the praise deck. That's very true. We just love when something rips. Yeah. You know, I we think most people do. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. It's got some attitude. hmm Something you could put some damn old bay on <laughs> and crack it open and
1: <laughs> musical crab. <laughs> A hot steaming pile of musical crawl that is.
0: Yeah, old Bay Tony Shacheries, just mm-hmm. throw it all in there. Mrs. Eat that
1: meat up good and right. Mrs. Dash on mm. those strings. Steams up good and plenty.
0: Yeah, we just I we just love high calorie riffs here.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we like a lot of sodium on our riffs. Yeah. <laughs> uh up next we have got this close. Uh, uh. Yeah, and
4: even like while I was, listening to the album, like I, it was okay.
1: I was real into that that intro, and it's oh, yeah. a classic Christian music problem, or maybe just a classic problem of this era. It ah, <sighs> uh, it's just too. It's it just, doesn't quite come back. It's just cleaner in the chorus. Yeah, I think it tries too hard. It's this is a pet peeve I have with uh, a lot of music that's aimed at uh, adolescents. Uh, tries too hard to be anthemy. It tries yeah. too hard Ooh. to have a real singable, yellable chorus. That's why I didn't like um, We Are Young by Fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Because you see... Because um, I liked the format a lot. Man, um, I don't know if this counts as a guilty pleasure or not, but yeah. like every time... It's officially spring again. I li- I'm i into the format for about 48 hours. Dude,
1: yeah, just re-listen to Dog Problems. Yeah! Buddy, Dog Problems, the song was and, my... And the
0: title track from the one before that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. cause a scene or whatever.
1: Um, uh, Dog Problems was my audition piece for ACM.
0: Strong. Yeah. We would have been friends forever if we had known each other.
1: That's true. Well, not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got this kind. The k- we've got the kind, which is flyleaf song. I have to assume about weed. <laughs> that kind bud. The kind. The kind. It's Canadian weed slang.
4: Is that? I've never heard. that
1: Yeah, before. it's like BC weed slang. Oh, okay. Uh, now you know how to.
0: Like, now you know how to ask for weed in British Columbia. Hey, buddy, you
1: got the kind? You would say to them. <laughs>
4: I feel like the album did take a bit of a drop. Like it was really strong starting out, and now it's like. Do you feel? Like,
0: do you feel like it's kind of front loaded?
4: Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a problem. I.
4: Yeah. I'm really torn because I absolutely love her voice. Yeah. But like the actual music itself was losing me.
1: Yeah, and I, I yeah, I'm super exhausted by this guitar. Let's
4: see.
0: So let's skip it. I think we can all agree mars uh have we have we played your favorite song on the album yet yeah it
4: was beautiful bride It was the first one
0: okay right on top what's what's uh what makes it your favorite it goes hard that's true i don't even think it's the go hardness one on this album yeah
4: but like it's it was my it was also one of my favorites like listening to it like um that and like i'm so sick like those two songs, yeah. I think I listened mm-hmm. to those most on repeat when I was going through my flyleaf phase. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the beautiful bride because it sounds a little bit like it's like a call to action.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I like it makes me feel like I'm a part of something.
0: Are you a big lyrics person? Yes. Okay. What are there any good lyrics that we've missed? What What themes are getting hit here on this album?
4: Um, to me, I feel like it's a lot of you've lost your way a little bit. Um, you know, like in the song Missing, it's like something's missing within me. Um, and again, the, la- the chorus is here you are down on your knees again, um, trying to find air to breathe again. I think it's a lot of like, um, you know, you've lost your way a little bit, but you're, you know, down on your knees, you're opening yourself back up, you know, you realize something's missing, but you're looking for it again. Yeah. And I, that's, I think a lot of like what I liked about this album was cause it was very much like, I am very flawed. Um, Yeah. And that's something that I like about Flyleaf in general, which is, like, while the lyrics are very religious, there's still, um, like, a metaphoricalness to them. So it's not just, like, this is God music. It's, like, there's a little more substance here. Sure.
0: They also don't do what bad Christian rock does. They don't don't deny uh, the existence of their own struggles. Right. Just going to write that down. What's next, Alex?
1: Next is in the dark
0: hello I don't hate this yeah
1: Ooh. No, this rules. Yeah, this one might be my favorite
0: one. I used to be afraid of clutter. I really love it when. I really love it when bands decide to embrace production a little bit more. Yeah.
1: That was a super, like, Like, unconventional decision they made, but I was into it.
0: Like, you can be a band that rips, but sometimes you can just take it to another level if you just get a little weird on the computer. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: like this one because in the chorus she screams a little bit
0: oh yeah we gotta we gotta yeah. hang in for that ah <laughs> uh, you know about where that happens
4: it, well we just missed it it was like
1: oh, oh yeah a yeah. yeah. little bit it's not
4: could have been further forward well, in the mix that's what i like about their self-titled she screams more in their self-title that's very
1: true
0: it has this sort of rising cadence that I yeah am sonically drawn to uh I'm gonna hold on to this for later, but we need to listen to one girl Army by Five iron Frenzy a little bit later, okay, um, and I just want you to like catch some you know what let's just let's just go over there for a second, okay, absolutely
1: one you could probably
0: just search one girl Army and get it. First off, peep this intro. Oh,
1: yeah. That's some good horn.
0: Routine team horns on this podcast.
1: No, I get Firmly. it. Firmly,
0: yeah. The verse is, who cares, but just wait. Yeah. This is Scott...
1: Wow. I've never listened to any Five Iron Frenzy. You're missing out, dude. I don't hate it. Almost. That's fun.
0: we basically like heard
1: it at this point. Okay. That was great.
0: Yeah, that, that, that sort of like rising uh, progression. I don't know what you call it. But yeah. I, I just had like a real free association moment with that song. What do we got next?
1: Set apart this dream. Ooh. My prediction, this is going to disappoint us as soon as we get to the verse.
0: To get Mars. You got a
1: nod from Mars. If it does, we skip it. I actually like what she's doing vocally there. I'm not totally let down. Yeah. They're, it's Those vocals are kind of like have like kind of a 90s pang of sincerity to them a little bit.
4: I think that's like the redeeming factor of the song. Yeah. I think if she didn't have the voice she had and like the way she sang
1: it, it yeah. would just kind of be
4: like eh. I
1: would agree with that. Yeah. I like I like that vocal melody though. Alright, up next we got Swept Away. Ooh, oh, give me
0: that stank. Stank me up. Ah uh, Cortese and me just giving you the stank. This is
3: good.
0: Ah, it's twisted.
1: I like this. I like this a lot. I like talk singing. I've always had a weakness for it. Uh, That's why I liked cake growing up.
0: (laughs) I literally could not. I I don't get cake. I get
1: it. You don't have to. Uh, That was a a big one for me. It's because it came up on the They Might Be Giants Pandora station, so it was just whatever was on there. You were just automatically a fan of. I was just into it because, like, I didn't have Spotify yet, so it was my only way to listen to them. Yeah. So it was cake and it was Moxie Fruvis. Alright. Up next we've got Tiny Heart. A song about the beginning of the Grinch.
0: This, Is like this a- the Nims? You know, this song kind of comes across to me as the most earnest one on the album.
1: Yeah. I'm absolutely here to buy what this song is selling.
0: They really broke form for it. Yeah. But it doesn't fall flat at all.
1: Yeah. They did it.
0: like
3: that
0: that's fun yeah I uh it was very ah it was very like 90s sad sack alternative yeah it felt
1: it felt very like 90s alt alright up next we've got Melting Interlude I have to assume it's based on Ty Siegel's album Melted which came out around around the same time
4: I don't remember this song at all All
1: alright here we go oh Is this just some production fun, a little bit? Yeah. It's 57 seconds
0: long. (laughs) Minutes. 57 minutes long. We're going to be here for a while. It's 57 minutes long. We might as well just meditate right now. Just keep it rolling, Oh, I think
4: this is the same sound that happens at the end of Beautiful Bride.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, so it's it's kind of a reprise. Yeah.
4: Hmm. very eerie
1: i love it this is my favorite song on the album so far uh
0: it's like bloodborne kind of (laughs) great is this post-rock
3: i felt like i'd become something treasured different
1: treasure is the next song that's what we're listening to here
3: Oof. I feel
0: like we've hit a turn thematically. Yeah. Yeah, this is wild. Is there a bit of like a conceptual bend to this? I
4: mean, I feel like they definitely kind of like different like what am i trying to
0: say? Uh, I don't know. Cuz i feel like the rest of the album leading up to this point has been it's like self examining sure but generally negative. Yeah.
4: I feel like maybe that's why I dig this less because it's less negative
5: yeah. and especially
4: at the time listening to this I was like I want all the negativity I can handle in my life. Sure. I need every every bit of negativity
0: But I feel like we're maybe sort of experiencing a bit of a resolution Yeah so how, This how is far? the release
1: to the tension that's been building all over How far album. into
0: the album are we? We've
1: got three more
0: Okay We'll, we'll see if it hangs in there for sure
1: okay what do we got next up next we've got circle so there that was circle uh, <laughs>
0: Fine.
3: Yeah.
0: This sounds like a regular
1: Flyleaf song. Right. I it's it's not doing anything special for me really. I, I I've heard them do this before. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's go to Arise. The bassline's a little slicker on this one.
4: That's what's coming on that.
1: Yeah. So, like,
0: you can really hear the bass in this. Yeah. guitar's just so pulled back. Yeah.
4: As someone who plays bass, I appreciate this.
0: Oh, yeah. for, it, for it to be a little bit more Seinfeld than usual?
4: <laughs>
0: I propose starting <laughs> something. Boop, boop, boop,
1: boop,
3: boop,
0: Sorry, go on. When you go to a show or hear a song and you like the bass, just turn to the person next to you and go, this bass sure is Seinfeld, huh? (laughs) That's shorthand for good bass. This bass is Seinfeld. Ooh, this
1: bass is Seinfeld to me right up. (laughs) All right, up next, it's time... For Uncle Bobby, this is the final Uncle Bobby. Uncle Bobby, <laughs> the track, of, final it's track of the album. The name of the track. Yeah.
4: I can't tell what it's going to do yet. Yeah, me neither. Can I
0: propose a, um, a change to Tune Talk? Yeah. I want to hear the end of every album from now on.
1: Yeah, okay. I want to
0: hear it end. Okay. We don't, have, we don't have to play it all the way through. This song
1: is four and a half minutes long. I'm going to go ahead and skip to the very end. There it is. That was fine. That was fine. I yeah, I it's like uh, uh, a generic uh, album ending. For sure. I for mean, sure.
0: Yeah, I I feel like every album is so conceptual and cryptic yeah. right now that I've just kind of maybe gotten a little bit spoiled on like the whole, what does it mean? Yeah, of, of all of it. After listening
1: to dissect, I started listening to dissect. You started listening to dissect. Yeah, it's good. Why you
0: start listening to dissect?
1: What is
4: dissect?
0: Um, it is a uh, long-form musical analysis podcast, um, and basically every season is dedicated to an album. So season one is all about to *Pimp a Butterfly*, and I'm not gonna gush about it too hard, but like literally every second of that song means a million things.
1: It's wild. It's high concept stuff.
3: Hmm. I just love Night Vale.
1: Oh, hell yeah. It's good stuff.
0: Night feels good. Yeah. Are we ready for Final
1: Judgment? I feel, I feel ready.
0: Mars, are you familiar with our rating system here at Final Judgment?
4: I can't remember.
1: It's out of 12 disciples.
4: Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh,.
1: So One of those disciples is Judas. Right. So be ready Judas. with that.
4: I you... can't hear Judas without thinking of that vine. Wait, which one? It's, uh, it's like, I've brought you frankincense. Thank you. And I've brought you myrrh. Murder Judas.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I am 100% vine references.
1: Great. That's us with Homestar
0: Runner. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's... Somehow less relatable.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I
4: remember exactly two things from Homestar Runner:
1: Teen Girl Squad, and what's the other one?
4: No, well, I, three things. Okay. From, um, I remember he was like on the radio, and he was like, "The fish was delish, and it made quite a dish."
1: Yeah, he was doing um, different radio DJ voices.
4: Yes, and then I remember. That King Dude was in the movie theater with his never ending fajita buffet, and he yeah. was like, This was in my box of milk duds. Yeah. And that's like the exact two things I remember from Homestar Runner.
0: Now I'm thinking of the radio DJ email.
1: Such a good
0: one. I've next forgot a full hour of chanting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here on public radio, the fish was delish, and it made quite a dash.
4: That was a really good impression. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and do uh, my
0: so. <sighs> Judas has to be in there somewhere. You can say you can say Judas. You can say no Judas. Follow your heart. Find out if Judas is in there or not. Tell you us know,
4: why. I honestly, considering my nostalgia factor with it and like everything, I would probably give it like. Ten disciples, not including Judas. Ooh, okay,
0: big, big score. Yeah. yeah, big score. Can you, b- before I dive in, can you tell me, is this Flyleaf second?
4: No, they have a shit ton of albums, um, and then eventually they change singers. I heard about that. Um, and their new stuff is not good. Bless you. Oh, bless you. That was a lot of sneeze.
0: It was a regular number. Who's their new singer?
4: Um, Barbara
0: Streisand?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It's I'm Zavala trying to... Hector Zavala
1: from uh, uh, At the Drive-In.
0: It's Maria Takuchi.
4: So, I remember their last singer was Played named Lacey, but I don't know who their new singer is because L- I don't give a shit. Oh,
0: I was like, is it Lacey Green, but she's someone else?
4: No. I think that's Kristen the new one. May. The new one. Lacey Stroom is the old one. And she has the pure vocals that I love. Wait, who
0: who was on Memento Mori? Was it Lacey, Lacey or Kristen? Okay. She didn't seem like a different singer from the self titled.
4: No. Um, here's a picture of her.
0: Oh, and this is Kristen. That I'm no, this at? is Lacey. That's Lacey. Okay. Yeah. Who's
4: the. Okay, here's what I want to know Who's the new singer? Here's the thing about Fly League. Roseanne Barr? <laughs> The thing about Flyleaf that I don't Jeffrey get... Jeffrey
0: Tambor
1: is the new singer.
4: <laughs> is,
1: Recently disgraced actor.
4: Is that usually when a singer leaves the band, the band breaks up. Yeah. And this band was like, no, I'm just going to keep going. And it just wasn't the same. It wasn't good.
1: They got Sammy Hagar to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: trying to figure out how many albums they have. Hold on.
1: While you're doing that, I'll go ahead and give my
0: final thoughts.
1: They have 100. like oh.
4: ten albums.
0: That's too many. Which one? Which um, which uh, album is this? Uh,
4: Memento Mori is from two thousand nine. B-
0: but sequentially, is it their fifth or sixth?
4: Okay. Um, came after self-titled. Uh, I think it. I don't know. This is all out of order. Look at this. Oh no. Yeah, this is just ridiculously out of order. Well,
0: you we can Spotify it, and probably get a probably get a chronology. So per Jill, they don't have a lead singer at the moment, and they haven't for two years.
4: What are they even doing?
0: So I imagine.
4: A oh, a hiatus. That oh, makes sense.
0: that'd be too bad. I, I wish, I wish. Uh,
1: uh, There have only been four full albums, and then there were six EPs.
4: Oh, that's too many EPs.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks like Memento Mori was their 2009, and it was their sophomore, technically, their sophomore LP. Mm.
3: Mmm.
0: Which, hey, you know what? It's good. Yeah. Um, Compared to their self-titled, still rips. Yep, I would agree. Still rips. It doesn't shy away from the fact that they are struggling as... Pretty openly Christian people, yep, which is a big one for me um it's I thought it was I thought it was front loaded, kind of bad because there was a dip in the middle, but there were a lot of redeeming elements about the end, yeah, but why did everything have to be in three?
1: everything hey. was
0: everything was in three,
1: hey, yeah. Everything, yeah,
0: everything was in three.
1: Like damn, album of waltzes over here. You <laughs> don't need it.
4: I'm not trying to. Going back to the fact that they're on hiatus and don't have a lead singer, I'm gonna be the new lead singer of Flyleaf.
1: It's good to have you. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna
4: it. contact them and be like, it's me. You don't have another choice.
1: Too bad. It's yeah. me.
0: Don't e- don't even act like. Hey, would you consider me? Just be like, hey, it's me. It's always been me.
1: Yeah, I was like. <laughs> Flyleaf, if you're listening, um, please consider Mars. Come on the show.
0: If first you... of all, come on the show. Second well, of all, first, first of all, let Mars be in your band. Second off, come on the show. There we go. Yeah,
4: I don't. I don't think they would allow someone who's a witch to be part of their Christian band. But mm. okay, that's But fair.
0: they haven't had a singer for two years. They might. They might. Yeah. They might kind of fudge their previous standards some. Um,
4: Let's, one can only hope. I want to be in a band really bad. I think Flyleaf would be just the band.
1: You think that's yeah. the one?
4: Yeah.
0: I will
1: say either
4: that or like uh, an all-girl punk band.
0: Hell yeah! Just an all-girl Flyleaf, please. Yes.
4: Ooh yeah.
0: I will say this. I believe it. Yeah. I don't think they're trying to grift us. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a grift. It doesn't feel like a a sort of car man situation. I believe it. I I feel like they're selling me something real. Um, I'm going to throw them 8 No Judas.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. I think I'm 8 No Judas as well because I don't think they're doing anything wrong. I don't think they're sinning. I think musically they're fine. Um, I think the intensity wanes occasionally, but that's, that's sort of more my bias. I think there's something... Uh, to be said for that.
0: It could have easily been a nine or ten if they played to their strengths, like those goddamn yeah. old bay hungry man those riffs.
1: Honko See, I think if they
4: didn't have the nostalgia factor for me, then yeah. they probably would have been somewhere around an eight. Yeah. But I got those middle school emotions.
1: Yeah, you can't fight those chemicals. I was I like totally eleven understand. when this
4: album came out yeah. and that was like just pre angst.
0: Oh hey, we don't we don't think your ratings wrong. We just uh we know you can't fight middle school emotions. Those are just no. strong. I'll give Reliant K and 11 no Judas right now. for yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I will do the same for FM Static, who I know to be objectively bad. Just kidding. So, FM so, Static, I love you. Please come on the podcast.
0: So we get it. Um, I do have some recommendations for listeners who appreciated Flyleaf's uh, chunky Man Witch Riffs. Yeah, If you haven't already, check out Every Time I Die. Like, it or anything they've done. Okay. If you appreciated Flyleaf's more sort of melodic passages, if you appreciated the instrumentation of Flyleaf a little bit more, try Russian Circles. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm connecting Christians to secular music.
1: I'll go ahead and say, if you like when a band is good at guitar bass, and drums. Listen to Rush.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can't do this every time.
1: (laughs) They're the perfect band.
0: (laughs) They're Volsel for music. Volsel
1: for music.
4: (laughs) One time a guy on Twitter got mad at me for saying that Getty Lee has a silly voice.
0: Oh my god. Okay. A good Rush fan would say, yeah, and? Yeah, and it
1: rules. There's nobody else whose voice is silly enough to sing about the mountains of Lamneth. Like, <laughs>
4: I just, it also taught me a lesson on how anyone can see what you post on the internet. Oh, Cause it's no. not like I tagged it or anything. It sure. wasn't like hashtag Getty Lee. I just made this post to my Twitter that has a hundred followers. And this guy just like found it and got mad at me. Uh,
0: someone search barred you. Uh, you have got, never you, gotten argued with. You got, Russia. you got search barred. I got search barred about vaccines one time. I don't want to get into it. Ooh. Yeah, it was messy. Um, I, my report went through though and it worked. Nice. So, Love um, that. So we kind of hit sort of an upper third sort of consensus on Memento Mori. Congratulations, Flyleaf.
1: Uh, Last thing, Mars.
0: You got to send one song off this album to Digital Heaven to live forever on our Spotify playlist, aptly titled Digital Heaven.
4: Oh, whoa.
0: First thought's the best thought promise
4: I'm stuck between beautiful bride and missing
0: I'm gonna count back from five and you're gonna tell me which one. okay five four three two one missing there we go Congrats missing welcome to digital heaven we to digital heaven. I know that was from missing, but it was also a very good congratulations.
1: Yeah, it worked out.
0: (laughs) Boom, there we go. Hey, that's been Pod. Mars, where can we find you online, aside from, uh, plug your robot Twitter again, please.
4: At Robot Hate Facts.
0: At Robot Hate Facts. Where else can we find you?
4: Uh, You can also find me on my other Twitter full of useless stuff at ThePunk underscore Crocs
1: great name thank you punk crocs is so funny
4: more importantly you can find me on instagram at punk underscore crocs
1: you're more of an instagram user
4: um no
0: okay okay
4: (laughs) but i post my covers and stuff there that i do got it okay um
0: is there another place where you can find your music Bandcamp, soundcloud anything i
4: have a youtube channel plug it it's mars
0: you, you wait, you got the YouTube channel Mars?
4: No, it's Mars.
0: Oh, it's Mars. I T S M A R S.
4: Yeah. I think. Um if you search 307 Paseo Drive, you should find me on YouTube.
0: Got it. All right. Well, you heard her. Like, comment, subscribe, baby.
1: Well, that's been the podcast, folks, and and we're going to end this uh episode the same way we li- we end every episode of the podcast. Which is with our catchphrase. If y- you don't like,
0: if you uh, if you don't like pork,
1: s- stay away from
0: the desert. <laughs> Wait, hang on.
1: Uh, our catchphrase. We do this every time. It's it's always the same catchphrase. I don't know why we can never nail it.
0: Yeah, we always forget.
1: Here we go. Our catchphrase. If you see a thousand starfish, scoop them up and take them home. They all need homes.
0: If you see a thousand starfish, then you know a hundred planet fish are a lot closer. <laughs>
1: when you saw two footprints in the desert that was because I saw a hundred starfish I was throwing them all back
4: into the desert into the desert
1: (laughs) where they come
0: from where they they come from of course yeah sorry I joined you on that late thank you no it's okay Really fucking striking out on this. <laughs> we really
1: fucked this one up.
0: Hang on, we're gonna hit here we it. Go, here we go. Here we go. We're gonna hit it. We're gonna hit it right now. Right
1: now. This is the one.
0: Joshua judges Ruth. <laughs> New York Giants Babe Ruth. <laughs> but, um, uh, why was six
1: afraid of seven? Why? Because Joshua judges Ruth.
0: done oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, joshua judges ruth yankees Babraham ruth yeah uh, oh, i can't rhyme ruth with ruth we're we're done casting
1: <laughs> holy ghost the whip what what, what uh. holy ghost the whip what what uh. holy ghost the whip what, uh, uh. Holy ghost the whip what, uh, uh. Holy ghost the whip